This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Luke Skywalker was just a farm boy until he received a mysterious message from a princess. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. She's beautiful. Star Wars, starring Mark Hamill. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? Harrison Ford. Boring conversation anyway. Whoa, we're I think we took a wrong turn. Carrie Fisher. Good luck. Alec Guinness. You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. 20th Century Fox presents the most extraordinary motion picture of all time, Star Wars. Here's where the fun begins. No legendary adventure of the past could be as exciting as this romance of the future. Here they come. May the Force be with you in Star Wars. Welcome to Newcomers! I'm Lauren Lapkin. I'm Nicole Byer. We uh, decided to watch... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, something we've never seen before. Yes. Uh, Star Wars movies. Yes. We've never seen any of them. None of them. I've never had the desire. No. I've never been interested not one day in my life in Star Wars. I think I've worked really hard to not learn about Star yes. Wars. And I, I've always kind of prided myself on like how little information I had. Mm-hmm. I've put I like I have some like key names in my head yes. and like some phrases I could <laughs> like use in an improv scene or something yes. poorly. Or be able to have a conversation and not be like, this girl is stupid. Right. And be like, like I've oh, picked up on pop culture. Yes. But we I don't know, I, I feel like we're in this community of like improvisers where uh-huh. people act like it is the best series of yes. films and if you don't know about it you are really missing out mm-hmm. and so there's a part of me that kind of wondered if that was true and that like maybe I would like this yes <laughs> and I gotta say after viewing that movie wow. no no the answer we is no. missed out on nothing wow so we just watched um episode, episode four, four hope which, is here no what's it called hope is here. <laughs> a new hope it a came new out, hope it came out on May 25th 1977 and we just found out that it was originally it was released as Star Wars, Star Wars and got the name update in 1981. So Which at is least crazy. 
I mean, I guess at least it wasn't called episode four when they first put it mm. out because people would be like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Episode four of what? I mean, this movie has been tinkered with so much by the, the name, and then they remastered some of it. I know, so a lot of those characters that we saw are like the little like guys were like CGI to yes. look cool or something. And then they, they CGI Jabba the Hutt. He looked wild. I know, I kind of wanted to see what he looked like before. Like gross. Yeah. He didn't look gross enough to be called he Jabba. He like a CGI like blob. Yeah, he looked like from a bug's life. Yeah, it really wasn't like intimidating in a Mm-mm. way that I thought it was supposed to no. be. Um, we we were wondering, we got very sleepy while we were watching this. Oh my God. <laughs> About 30 minutes in, I was like, when does this end? I need a nap. Yeah, it was <sighs> it was getting really exhausting. And also, like, if, if you are someone who has never seen the movies or you have and you want to hear our mm-hmm. thoughts in real time, we did a watch along episode yes. where we recorded it as we watched it for oh the first time. Oh my God. And we talk so much because there's no, there's no dialogue. dialogue. No one is talking ever in this movie. It's just action, it's just laser beams. Yes. And then a lot of crossfades into another scene and fade ups and fade de- yep it was and a lot of it was like George Lucas just got iMovie and he was like <laughs> <laughs> dissolve he was like look at this cool dissolve feature I learned about I mean George why did you do this to us George everyone loves you I, so then I thought did people like love it when it came out so, so here are some reviews from 1977 the New York Times said the most elaborate most expensive most beautiful movie serial mm. ever made mm. Here is New York Mag. Oh, dull new world. We were treated to a galactic civil war, assorted heroes and villains, a princely maiden in distress, a splendid old man surviving from an extinct order of knights who possessed a mysterious power called the Force, and it is all as exciting as last year's weather reports. (laughs) So people at the time didn't necessarily like it. I agree. Hollywood Reporter said, Star Wars would undoubtedly emerge as one of the true classics in the genre of science fiction and fantasy films and that it will be thrilling audiences of all ages for a long time to come. Roger Ebert gave it a perfect four-star review. Mm -mm. Luke's journey likened to that of the mythological hero and closed his review by saying, the magic of Star Wars is only dramatized by the special effects. The movie's Mm -mm. heart is in its endearingly human and non-human people. I usually really agree with Roger Ebert, so I feel Not on this. And then Siskel said, Plato would have liked Star Wars. Star Wars expresses ideals like goodness and virtue so that we are able to imagine them once again. That's what Plato said was the purpose of good art. So from the point of view of a platonic critic, Star Wars is a good picture. Is it? The bad guy literally spun out into the galaxy. I don't want, I just, okay, let's introduce our guests because we could go on and on about what we don't understand, but maybe we can get some light shed on this situation we have John Gemberling here today. Yes, yes, yes. Hi. Very wonderful. Very funny. Oh, we're John, so glad you're here. So, oh my God. So John, you love this movie? <laughs> you like this movie? <laughs> this is a thing that you watched uh, willingly? Well, listen, I have um, empathy for you guys. Okay. I have understanding. Thank you. Thank I you. know that it is a, a, first of all, it's obnoxious to have something built up that much over the mm. course of your whole life. So that is that's true. a hard place to come from. Um, also, it's a hard, you know, it is dated looking, the first mm-hmm. one. And and the pacing is is maybe a little dated. Oh, so my God, it's so slow. Kimberly, <laughs> can I ask? Did, okay. So, huh. how many times did you have to see the film to understand the film? Well, so I'm... Like the opposite of you guys, I I was born in eighty one, mm-hmm. so I never saw any of these movies in the theater. 
but I don't have a memory of the first time I saw these movies. Like, they just are oh. a part of your life. Yeah, like I came into consciousness like having seen these <laughs> movies. Wow. So like all the revelations, uh, uh, you know, everything in them, like I never discovered them for the first time in mm-hmm. my conscious memory. That's so interesting. I think that must be true for a lot of people your age and our age that like the second they were able to watch mm-hmm. movies, someone puts that on for yeah. them. And my parents would talk about it. Not that they're like huge Star Wars fans, but like they would, you know, quote things from it. Really? Stuff. So I, I remember watching Return of the Jedi at one point when I was like maybe nine or ten mm-hmm. and being like, oh, yeah, like I'm putting it together. Like I know all this, but now I'm sort of consciously mm-hmm. watching it in a way that you I didn't before. But. Yeah, I mean, this, first of all, you got to understand that prior to Star Wars, sci-fi was like pulpy. It was like, you know, Flash Gordon-y. Mm, like, yeah, mm. like cheesy. Yeah, it, like this was the first movie that really commercialized, like I think put like a symphonic score underneath it mm-hmm. and commercialized the sort of epicness of it. So it was, you know, it did do something that wasn't being done before. And, you know, George Lucas mm-hmm. is big into, like, Joseph Campbell and sort of power of myth and and Tell all us that more about stuff. that. Yeah, I don't know who that yeah. is. Uh, also, symphonic? What a great SAT <laughs> word. I'm going to put it right in my pocket and forget about it later. Joseph Campbell was a uh, comparative mythologist. He's dead now, but he, you know, wrote a lot about, you know, myth throughout history and, and the sort of hero's journey mm-hmm. that is... Uh, universal in all myth in all cultures throughout history. So, and he, I think, liked Star Wars a lot when it came out because of that. Um. <laughs> Do you think Nicole was falling asleep? <laughs> no, I, I truly was- yawned and then was like opening my eyes wider. No, no, I just okay. Can I ask him- <laughs> I ask a question. We like can't believe what we've gotten ourselves into. Like, no. are you going to watch all these movies? Yes, and, and there's the, eight the more. The second it was playing, I think both of us were going, "Wait, we're like what?" what? <laughs> okay, <laughs> so the three P C P. Three P C. Oh, look what at your this? diagram. Three P C P. Three P. Yeah. Do you want to tell the audience they okay, have, yeah, a, we have a printout <laughs> here of all the characters? Yeah, names and picture. They have a printout of a picture of Jabba the Hutt, and underneath it, it says Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> because we don't know. Okay. Oh, I didn't funny. even know this. Okay, so this. Oh, sick those guys man. are Jawas. I thought they were droids. The oh Jawa, we yeah we thought they were droids. Or we can figure it out. Yeah. What's that? A Jawa? They're they're like an alien race. There's a lot of um, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, race analogs in oh. Star Wars. So those would be your like Arab trader aliens. Oh, <laughs> and they did call them sand yeah. sand, sand people. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh. seems like a slur. Okay, and so I, think I got I'm right. Tusken think... Raiders is the proper term. For I them. thought that the sand people killed the Jawas, but the Jawas are the sand people. Yes. No. Oh, no. no. Sand people are different. The sand people are are human height. They were the ones that attacked the, Luke. The Jawas. Oh. And they did kill the... Sorry? So they did kill the Jawas. They did kill uh, those Jawas. Oh, and okay. then C-3PO just starts burning them in a pyre, like, yeah, instantly. Which is, like, like pretty he just, wild. Like, he's stacking all the Jawas up and, like, lights them on it fire. It was kind of crazy. And then the way so Luke's heartless. aunt and uncle were burned, I know you that, still that's, see, like, the flesh on the bones. That's, that's possibly the most... Gr- graphic moment 
one of the most graphic moments in Star Wars. There's never again a moment where you see a charred skeleton. Oh, now, is that Perfect. why people, like, kind of universally like it, too? That, like, there's nothing so violent? Mm-hmm. Like, all the deaths are kind of like, no! Like, yeah, and then, you like, you don't yeah. see blood, die. and then the, light, the lasers kind of just hit you and you fall down and die. I mean, it was always, I think, meant to have commercial appeal in the mm-hmm. sense of, like, they wanted to sell toys even from the beginning. They oh, wanted it to wow. appeal to everybody. So it is sort of all things. Do you think that Carrie Fisher and all those guys, like, knew that they were getting into something cool, or was it kind of an accident? I don't think they, I mean, anything they've ever said about it, I think they were doing a lot of cocaine, <laughs> and they were <laughs> fucking around, and George Lucas was annoying because he cared so much. That's and, funny. You know, that is very funny. They were just doing also, the job. Also, didn't realize that the sick man had a name. That's Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah, he was the very- sick man? <laughs> He looked we were so worried about Ill. his health. It looked like he was he dying. Like throughout he was dying. The movie. He looked very Ill. every scene he was in. He looked right. closer to death. Can well, we walk through the Peter plot? Peter Cushing. He's, a, yeah, he's an admiral the of the. So l- let me say one thing first. <laughs> okay. You, you mentioned Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. So you guys watched the shitty version of this movie. We watched the remastered version. Right. Yeah. Well, not only is it remastered, but they added all the CGI stuff. They yes. added yeah. that scene with Jabba the Hutt is an added scene. So he was never even in the movie? He was never even in the... Fr- Jabba the Hutt is referenced, but he does not appear oh. until... How do they add that, though, with Harrison Wait, Ford? Yeah, how do they do that? Like walking and talking well, I'll with I'll tell him. you in a moment. He doesn't... <laughs> Jabba, the Hutt, Jabba the Hutt does not appear until Return of the Jedi, the third movie. Oh. So what's next the second one called? Empire Strikes, Empire Strikes Back. Back. That's ah. the one to watch next. Oh, um, okay. And he is, in that, a, like, puppeted thing that mm-hmm. actually does look cool and he seems yeah. bigger so that was a scene that before they knew they didn't they cast somebody to be Jabba the Hutt I think originally was just like a big fat guy who looks sort of like a barbarian <laughs> mm-hmm. so they shot that scene with Harrison Ford and oh. fat barbarian Jabba just the Hutt walking. just human yeah mm-hmm. w- talking and walking and then it was cut from the, wow. from the movie. So they added it back in. They see, they basically slapped a CGI Jabba the Hutt over that oh. actor. It did look like that. Because yeah. Harrison Ford is like touching Jabba, yeah, but like but not, not really yeah. touching And he him. walks behind him and steps on his tail and sort of like artificially raises up and down. <laughs> Why did they do I, that? I wonder. They did it because they, George Lucas doesn't understand his own creation. Ah. He doesn't understand that like, was not given the budget in his mind mm-hmm. or the time to make the movie he wanted to make. Yes. And he was bitter about it for Whoa. his whole fucking career Even after that. Even though everyone loved it. Yeah. Yeah. He, well, and, and his movies benefited from the studio system giving him notes and not giving him infinite Free amounts reign. of money. Yeah. So then when he had the money and opportunity, he then went back and soothed his own childish ego by adding all this extra shit in that wasn't necessary. That nobody wow. wanted. That scene with Jabba the Hutt adds nothing to the yeah, movie. It, it doesn't weird. add any it was information. Very weird. And we wondered yeah. like, why we didn't see Jabba again yes. and why he looked like that. It was so yeah. weird. It was so weird. He's supposed to be something. The, the movie in its original form is so good at 
referencing things and characters and making you wonder about them and wish you could see them. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, the Clone Wars. I spent so much of my childhood going, what were the Clone Wars? What happened in the Clone Wars? I hope the Clone Wars were just one person, but like a million of that one person. Like though in Willy Wonka. clones. In Charlie and the Chocolate Factory (laughs) when they have like the little guy that they just CGI a hundred times in the new version. Yeah, that's what I want. Wait till you watch the prequels. The Clone Wars are dog shit. Wow. (laughs) There's no reason to ever see the Clone Wars. Oh, the Clone Wars is uh, something to wonder about and be like, I wish I could see that part of the lore. Okay, did that's George, an interesting. Oh, go ahead. Did George Lucas do the first three? Did he do all of them? I don't think he directed any of the original three movies, but he wrote them and produced them. I may be I think wrong he directed this. the one we just watched was written and directed by George Lucas. Did he direct? I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, th- I thought so. Oh, yeah, director George Lucas. Yes. Okay. The paper tells um, me. And then. <laughs> I think he directed the three prequel movies and then ah. it was bought away from him by Disney. So these newest, newest movies are, have nothing really, really to do with him. Right. Interesting. Okay. So uh, we start off this movie with three, three, the C3PO. I don't know why. <laughs> Dude, that's hysterical. <laughs> I don't know why I can't remember it. C3PO and R2D2. They we spend so <laughs> much time with them. Yes, for what? And it actually is confusing because it doesn't seem to pay off. Like, yeah, we spend time with them when they, they get lost in the desert, and, and then they split that. up. So then, is that how they, then they that, end up together? Is the reason why we follow them because then they end up working with Luke Skywalker, but they wouldn't have otherwise if they weren't lost in that desert? Does um, that just make any sense to you? Because we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> well, I, I think I mean I don't know how much you want me to. No, tell, tell you us, about tell like us like everything. The prequels or what? No, everything. No, we, I don't know if we want information oh, that we okay. wouldn't have from watching this, but like, so does that is that impossible to do because like you know all of this stuff? Well, I, I I think I think at the barest form, they are the sort of in the sort of archetypes of myth and story. They're the sort of wandering fools ah. who, who just sort of are a witness to these epic events, but. And 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 play a part in them, mm-hmm. but are the sort of almost the audience in the way that they sort of bumble around and oh. are, are sort of kicked from one event to the next. Yeah. Um, Why is C three PO so mean to R two D two? Well, C three PO is um, an anxious. He's he's anxious and doesn't mm-hmm. want to get into trouble. And R two D two is more adventurous and feels a sense of duty. Uh. Uh, 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 um, and and R two D two taker. You think of R two D two as being like sentient, like it it has feelings and like I, it felt <laughs> I don't like, like how you said feelings. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like we decided that R two D two was basically a phone. Yes, that like. He could look up information and like tell them stuff, and, and then like could project like, Princess Leia. Yeah, but like Leia. he wasn't. Oh, but he's feeling. devious. He gets he gets Luke to take his restraining bolt off, and then he escapes. Oh, he escapes to go do his mission. Wait, when did he escape? <laughs> oh my god! What you mean when he's sticking his head out of the spaceship? What? <laughs> No, no, in the beginning of the movie, when he has the recording, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he plays a little bit of yes. it to uh, tantalize yes. Luke so that Luke says, hey, what's that video? Show yes. me more. And then he says, translated through C-3PO, he can't play it unless you take his restraining bolt off. The restraining bolt keeps them from having free will, essentially. I see. Oh. Um, so he so is then, sentient after that yeah, gets pulled he's out. Got oh, yeah. feelings. And, oh, okay. Well, there's plans. a lot of questions about 
how the ethics of the universe were. These droids are clearly feeling sentient yes. beings that are essentially enslaved by mm -hmm. their makers. Wait, wait, so not to, I mean, we just don't know. So C-3PO and R2-D2 are droids. Yes. Okay, because okay. I was confused about what a droid was the entire time. <laughs> they call them robot. He says robot at a certain mm -hmm. point. I mean, yeah, Right, and then they, they say that very famous line of, these are not the droids we're looking for or something. Isn't that, right. isn't that like a huge line? I yeah. feel like people say that all the time. Or like, yeah, yeah. these are the droids yeah. you're looking for. Well, that's the first that, time. And I was like, I don't know, I've never heard that. Yeah, I don't know why I know that. <laughs> well, that's the first time you see the... Um, what the power of the force can accomplish. It's Obi-Wan is mind controlling those stormtroopers. We didn't get that. When he made them turn, <laughs> I did. No, I we knew that part, but I'm saying when he, made them when he said these oh. are not the droids we're looking for, yes. Obi-Wan was protecting them and saying oh. they actually are the droids they're looking for. But they were under a mind control to say that they were right. confused. The stormtroopers like, repeating He's putting those thoughts in the stormtroopers' mind. So how come Obi Wan Kenobi can't just like make the Death Star blow up himself and like kill Darth Vader with his force? Uh, well, he says that that mind control trick works on essentially weak-minded oh. people. It's not something that it's not. Mm. He's not all powerful. Oh, okay, okay. So at the beginning, oh, we also know that. Wait, what? W there was another R two D two. And then they just yes, like threw him away. Yes, and there was another C-3PO. Like, okay, so there was like an, a, a silver gold version. A silver one, yeah. And then there right. was also like a, another version of R2-D2. Were those just like, are there just a ton of those, but we only follow these two? Yeah, these are, there are, you know, they're, they're... And do they come in pairs? No. Okay. The uh, R2-D2 and C-3PO are, uh, you know, by by the chance of fate, a sort of adventuring duo that, okay. uh, that uh, okay. always are sort of, you know, counterparts. But... No, they're they're um, manufactured products essentially. So there's that, that thousands have, of these things. Yeah. Oh. You know, there's like R two D four. I think is the red oh. one. You know, they're like model. So lines they are and like stuff. phones. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. There's the Astromech. There's models. Astromech is the big oh my company God. that is makes that all the droids. Is that why androids are Wait, called androids? Real? Oh, are, is it? Is that why androids are called? Is that why well, droids? Well, like a droid, like an android. android yeah, droid is short for android. But like oh. a non-iPhone's an android. But that's a right. word they, that existed before Star Wars. <laughs> is right. Star Wars didn't come up with the word yeah. android. Okay. All right. Call that's me okay. stupid. No, no, no. I didn't know that for sure. I was letting it play out. <laughs> so, okay, at the beginning... We have Princess Leia. We don't. Do we even know that yet? That she's. We know from the scrolling type at the beginning that Princess Leia has been captured. Yes. There's a lot of information given there. It's hard to follow. Yes. You don't know what's going on at all. Mm -hmm. I almost wondered why they said it. I don't. I guess maybe to give you more to make it more epic. It seems like yeah. something epic is happening. Well, I, well, it was definitely a decision to make. You said it wasn't named a New Hope until 1981. I don't right. know if it was. When it was first released, called Episode Four or not? It was but, no, not. It was, just it was Star, just Wars. Called Star Wars. Okay, so at some point, the idea that this is not the first in the series—I mean, I, I would think the crawl would have been there. So the whole God, you're yawning. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but so, so he liked the idea Sorry. of it being not the first of the series, but didn't want to call it a New Hope because people would be like, "What do you mean? I never saw the first Hope." I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't actually know about that, but I know that the um, the idea that this story exists in a sort of serial because him and Spielberg and these guys, these like oh, baby Spielberg boomer was guys, involved? I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, at a certain point, he's oh. producer. Yeah, 
That I didn't um, know. You know, these these guys all loved like radio dramas Mm -hmm. and like sci-fi serial stuff. So I think their intention, his Lucas's intention, was that this fits as part of a serial epic in this world. Mm -hmm. So the idea that it gives you all this information in the crawl at the beginning is is sort of like I think it's supposed to give you the idea that you're coming into the middle of this story and this Mm -hmm. universe and, you know. I think that's pretty fun, actually. It is. Yeah. Um, Do you want me to (laughs) read this in-depth plot synopsis? I think it might help us remember. Okay, It's just a paragraph. Because honestly, we were so confused. Okay, the film is set about 19 years after the formation of the Galactic Empire. Construction has finished on the Death Star, a weapon capable of destroying a planet. After Princess Leia Organa, a leader of the Rebel Alliance, receives the weapon's plans in the hope of finding a weakness, she is captured and taken to the Death Star. That was unclear. Yes, because okay. we didn't know how she got yeah. to the Death Star. Meanwhile, a young farmer named Luke Skywalker. He's farmer. a farmer? They're moisture farmers. New moisture. information. Wait, what? He grows They're wet. moisture farmers. moisture farmer? Because it's the desert. Tatooine uh, is a planet in a binary system, so it has two suns. That's why it's so hot. Oh, I saw the two suns. I saw that. How do you know? Well, he who just told knows. you. I think they the probably. The movie tells you. That, nobody they ever mentioned. They never say Luke. I don't think they say Luke Skywalker is a moisture farmer. But do you but... think so much of it comes from like? <laughs> so people, I think in general, grow up watching these movies, farmer? and then they research more about. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, certainly, yeah. I mean. Uh, I think if you watch it again, you'll probably... It doesn't actually sound like you guys were paying that good attention. We were attention. focused. I, I didn't no pick idea. up my phone one time. I picked time. up my phone once and I really missed something, I, so I was... <laughs> okay, wait, I'm going to go on. But, Meanwhile, oh, a young farmer named Luke Skywalker okay. meets Obi-Wan Kenobi, who has lived in seclusion for years on the desert planet of Tatooine. When Luke's home is burned and his aunt and uncle killed, Obi-Wan begins Luke's Jedi training as they, along with Han Solo, Chewbacca, C-3PO, and R2-D2, attempt to rescue the princess from the Empire. Mm-hmm. We got we got that. We got that when his aunt... <laughs> so mm-hmm. Ben Kenobi came over to him. Yes. And we were like, Ben Kenobi, where's Obi-Wan? Where's like, Obi-Wan? We were fully not getting it yes. at all. And then he, we watched uh, his aunt and uncle die, who we got to know for one minute. <laughs> yeah, and then, it and was then they didn't put her in wardrobe. She was wearing clothes that just looked... She wears the same thing two days in a row, definitely. And, and you weren't and very not 70s committed to no. her character. They were like, no. she'll be dead in a minute. And then it's also, fine. like, for moisture farming, their clothes are pretty drapey. You know, like, what happens if uh, the moisture gets caught on the drapery? Yeah, and then you're wasting moisture. You know? What? That's expensive moisture you're farming. <laughs> They're wearing like drapey kimonos. Well, they live Were in the desert. Are you not paying attention it's to the fashion? <laughs> it's very like hot. It's attention. like desert wear. Yeah. All right. We'll be back with more Star Wars Episode Four discussion right after this short break. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little 
uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Ooh, do you want to make your mom smile? Start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brand she loves. And guess what? It's delivered with the same day with DoorDash. Get 50% off your next order of up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now on DoorDash. And the promo code is NEWCOMERS. Listen, moms are a gift. I know that best. So give her the best this Mother's Day. Select from hundreds of expertly crafted bouquets to the best of tech to self-care essentials delivered right to the door. Get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with the code NEWCOMERS. That's NEWCOMERS. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Get a Mother's Day gift as unique as she is with DoorDash. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Do you know what they're eating in that meal? Oh yeah, what were they Where eating? It's like gray he was drinking liquid. like gray milk. The blue milk is a um, is a a, a a topic of some discussion. Oh, um, it's just called the blue milk. And then in one of the newer <laughs> movies, in one of the newer I love movies, it. I like that it's called. Blue it's just milk. called the blue milk. In one of, in the last movie, the last I can't even keep track anymore, but like the last major movie that Mark Hamill was in, Mm -hmm. there is a scene of him milking a creature for this blue milk. Oh, that is sick. I can't wait till we get there. (laughs) As sort of an Easter egg. Nine movies later. Well, it's like now now it's just fan service. Now it's like, Mm -hmm. let's put in these. We're talking about the blue milk. Let's see where it comes from. Oh, boy. Can't wait to see that. Okay, so he meets Ben. He knows Ben at this point, Kenobi, and Ben's like, the he explains the Jedi what the he explains the Force, yes. which we thought was a beautiful little moment, yes. kind of seeming it seemed very important. Mm-hmm. And then he, his he sees that his his people are dead, so he instantly is like, "Fine, I'm going to join you." Which I, was like he had plans kind to go of to school. insane. 
Yeah. But he doesn't really react. He's not like boohoo. There was boo-hoo. no emotional reaction. He just is like, I'm a Jedi now. He's like, all right, here we go. The movie moves very fast. I mean, it, it is mm. it is an oddly. Mm. There the is story a... does move fast, but the pacing yes. is very slow. It's like you, a lot of things <laughs> yes. happen. Like but we spent moves. 15 minutes just on R2-D2 and I'll get his name without looking down. 3CPO. No. People, no. people CP, 3CPO. People CPO. Uh, <laughs> we um, spent so much time on that for no reason. Right. But okay, yeah. Why doesn't he care about his aunt and uncle? Like, wh- why does that happen so quick? I think there was a lot. I mean, there's definitely like every couple years, some new like deleted scene comes out. It's uh. like, oh, this is a scene with mm. his old friend who leaves and goes to the academy. And this, I think they shot a lot and then they edited it. I think the movie mm-hmm. really got made in editing, at least the first one. Fair. So, yes, I won't say. I, I said it moves quickly. It doesn't. It it moves. The story it jumps a lot it, of yes, speeds. It, it, yeah. it slows down and speeds up mm-hmm. oddly, definitely. And then, Kenobi, whatever was like Ben slash Obi. He explained Luke's father was killed by Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. Now we kind of know yes. Darth's line. That yeah. <laughs> you spoiler alert. You heard that? <laughs> <laughs> I actually was avoiding saying it just in case you didn't know. No, no. That's one of the like major things that I know because it's in Toy Story. They, oh, uh, yeah. Maybe it's Toy Story 2. They, there's like a play on it. So then I was like, oh, what does this mean? <laughs> so you yeah. hadn't heard that until Toy Story uh-huh. 2. I've heard okay. it my whole life like, Luke, I am your father or whatever, but it's like, I don't care. Yeah, it's like, okay, what is that? But we were... <laughs> <laughs> what we were kind of wondering about, and you can tell us if you want, but like, we we thought there was going to be a romance in this movie. Correct. And there's not. There's, there's a kiss not. on the cheek between and then, Leia and Luke. And then a wink between Harrison, Hans yeah. and uh, Princess Leia. Did you say Hans? <laughs> Han Solo? <laughs> you think his name is Hans Olo? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did think it was that for many years. I called him Hans. Okay. I think I only learned that last year. This, this is he's like, he's like Danish. Han? I think it was Hans Solo. Han. His name is Han. Han. But see, some people's names are Han, and some people's names are Luke and Ben. Yeah. Like, it's why are so the names wild. so all over the place? Like, you could have a crazy name, or you could have Luke as your name. Get ready. It gets. When you get to the prequels, it's all bets are fucking off. I okay. know there's an there's Anakin. No- okay, we have to talk about right. The Isn't there a character yeah. named Anakin? Yeah. In we the, we, we in have the... to talk about the aliens in the bar. Oh, the aliens in the bar were so wild. There was They're like so weird. It could be anything. A lot of things that look like they had balls on their faces. Okay. Well, and and the devil is there. Yes, the literal devil the, is the there. The Judeo Christian devil. What he was. <laughs> I don't yeah, think so. No, he's a race. You know this. This he's is a, a race. race. What, what, I mean, this. Well, and also, like some droids are just like clearly garbage cans. So everything's mm-hmm. a droid. N- no. Oh, okay. No, like in the Jawa transport vehicle, one of the droids is like just a has a yeah, lid. Yeah, we did talk yes. about that. Yes, yeah. Um. So what are those people? Aliens? What are they called? Yeah. Well, each race has its own uh, name. I'm not exactly oh, sure okay, what okay. the devil okay. race is. Why all of the aliens inside the bar were so upset 
that R2-D2 and the gold man were coming in, so they made them stay outside. That makes no sense. Oh, okay. I, I, don't, I don't know that droid discrimination ever comes up again <laughs> in the movie. It, mm -hmm. it, it makes absolutely no sense. Oh, yeah, the no devil reason. Was the, it was called Devaronian. Oh, the devil-faced Devaronians first appeared in A New Hope, in which one of them was seen in Chalman's Cantina. Calman's? Chalman's? Chalman's? Is that the name Cantina? of the bar? That's the bar. Oh. A Devaronian. Okay, we have a, a lot Devaronian. to learn. Devaronian. <laughs> <laughs> I love that all these aliens and droids have names. Oh, they're all built out. Yeah. Wow. There's, and a lot of them have action figures. When this, oh. when, like a few years after Star Wars, like in the early 80s, there were like catalogs. There was a catalog you could get with just, I don't know about hundreds, but like dozens and dozens of little action figures that was like, you know, a character that so you could just you saw have the, the whole universe yeah. to play with. That's, yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. So, so this, yeah, I mean, I this for me, this is one of those things. I'm sure you guys have it. I, I, I think part of Ninety Day Fiance. I love Ninety Day Fiance. <laughs> well, I think part of human. Ex I think part of childhood and human existence is there is something that hooks into you as a kid. Yeah, mm -hmm. that is just. Whenever you see it throughout your whole life, you're just like, I'm home. Yeah. You have that yeah. feeling. What Absolutely. movie is that for you, Lauren? There's there are so many. I mean, I think big is a movie like that for me okay. that I whenever I watch it, I feel like very Never calm. Seen it. I've seen it like a hundred times. But also like cartoons. So for you, it's like pedophilia. It's like <laughs> a loud pedophilia. Oh, a woman getting to be with a young boy. Yeah. Um, but I or or like cartoons like Run and Stimpy or things that like feel they feel kind of like soothing mm -hmm. to me or like Full House and Say by the Bell. Like mm -hmm. I feel like I kind of numb out watching something like that. So is that mm -hmm. what you feel about Star Wars? Like it's not it just because I have a, that numbing with Full House yeah. too. That like ah oh, I can watch that. But also intellectually, I'm like this is it's awful. so dumb. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's more like the 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 look of it and the colors and there's a sort of weightiness to it to, mm -hmm. to like the characters and Harrison Ford is just like magical. We loved so him. Cool. He's so I think he funny. was our favorite part. So cool. I really liked him. He's so hot in it. He's like very so cool. hot. And he manages to be funny yeah. and like frightened. Yeah. And mm -hmm. like over it, but also cool. Yeah. Like him and Bruce Willis and a couple other like Manage to be great action stars because they can play like frightened and exhausted mm -hmm. while being yeah. cool yeah. really well. Yeah. Um, when I liked Leia, I thought that she was like mm -hmm. cool too, but I. She was also kind of rude. Yeah. But I thought it was kind of an interesting <laughs> character trait for yeah. the princess. And also, I get it. She's got trauma. You she know? does. She does. She was held captive, so I get it. But I think I came to like, like we were talking about how we don't connect these actors with this movie because we know them from other things like Harrison yeah. Ford or Carrie Fisher we know from other stuff. Mm -hmm. And I like I feel like When Harry Met Sally is more like my Carrie Fisher connection, <laughs> which is so different. Yep. But like then seeing them in this context, it's really interesting because you're seeing like what people love about them weirdly. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I could love them for all these different reasons and different movies or like things I know about their personalities. But then seeing them in this movie, it's like, oh, this is the thing that got them where they Yeah, were. it's really like, strange. Yeah. 
Yeah. But like I get it. Like I get why Harrison Ford became huge. Oh yeah. He's so charismatic in this movie. Yeah. Especially when you consider there's like so little dialogue. There, yes. There's barely anything for him to work mm-hmm. with in terms of like looking like getting across that you're like a cool guy. Like he says like 10 lines. Like mm-hmm. I, it really is kind of, it must have been like an interesting filming process because it didn't yeah. feel like he was I wonder what there this script looked like. I guess I could probably get it and read it, but oh, it seems like there's just yeah. lots of action lines. There's a version, there's a there's a like a first not first draft, but like original draft that came mm-hmm. out that was that some somehow found and released like 15 years ago or something oh. that is just Insane, like <laughs> Luke's well, yeah. last name is Star Killer. Yes, R two D two and C three R two D two and C three PO aren't in it. Their roles are are I think two like bumbling Imperial guys who like oh. bumble around and are like, whoa, what's going on? It's oh. so different. But and the so script did seem really crazy. Like, yes. from our perspective, it was going from thing to thing so quickly. And anything could seemingly happen in this universe. Like, the, there could be aliens that look like all these different mm-hmm. things, or people, species that look like all these different things, just at a bar. So that was how we were introduced mm-hmm. to all of them. Then, like, when they're being squished in that trash compactor, and, like, the little, like, alien comes up and, like, grabs Luke Skywalker, and he yes. almost drowns. Like, and then we never see that alien thing yeah. again. And then You port- wanted that to have an arc. <laughs> well, well, why was it down there? Who was that? Yeah, where, where is it going? Where did it come from? What's its motivation? Why is it trying to kill them? Like, it feels like now you couldn't make that movie and just be like, and then this thing is like, ah, and then, like, it's yeah, gone. Yeah, and then and not then, have like, a payoff for it. Feels it. Like you, yeah, it feels like you need to see it again or, like, know what it was. Yeah. Well, so this movie is is... Star Wars is tricky because it's sci-fi, but really it's more fantasy. You know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it has technological elements, but originally and 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 in the in the years since it came out, there's been a lot of like side novels and comic books and other movies and stuff that sort of seek to explain what everything is and mm-hmm. fill in those gaps. But really it was made from a sort of fantasy perspective where like there's creatures and crazy mm-hmm. stuff and you can fly faster than light speed to the other end of the galaxy all you want and get around and you know uh but it wasn't it wasn't really made with the sort of like science fiction ethos that mm-hmm. is like everything has to be plausible right. and, and understandable uh, and make a certain have a certain internal logic to it um, that's really important information though I think yes. because I think that could make me angry watching this yes. thinking that there's supposed to be a reason for everything but just saying hey it's fantasy he's just having fun shit's gonna happen yeah poor Chewbacca though in that garbage compactor scene he, he was oh. fully having an anxiety attack <laughs> yeah. or a panic attack yeah and I really felt for him yeah that was really sad so where do you classify Chewbacca in terms of pet Yes, Pilot. we were having trouble like, with that what relationship. Is he to Luke or to Han because it was like he was like piloting the plane, was very able. Mm-hmm. Then like Han's like, get out of here and like pats him on yeah. the head. Like it feels like there's this kind of pet dynamic as well. So their backstory is uh, I believe at a certain point they, um, Han like saved his life in, mm-hmm. in one of their earlier adventures. And so in the Wookiee culture, if someone saves your life, you owe them a life debt. So oh. Chewbacca is uh, essentially honor bound to accompany Han Solo and pre- be his sort of protector and oh. companion and stuff. So 
and I think that's just their relationship. You know, it's they like love each other, but they get on mm-hmm. each other's nerves too. Yeah. And Han can be disparaging, and you that know. would <laughs> bum me out to be like. My closest friend is bound to me because he has to be. And the op- the opposite too, where it's like, oh, that guy saved my life. Now I have to be by him all yeah, the time. All like the I don't time. get to have my personal life, which obviously would have been amazing as Chewbacca wandering whatever. <laughs> but I planet. think they like each Do other. Do we get too? to see other Wookiees? Is that what he is? A Wookiee? Yeah, I don't know that you see other Wookiees until the prequel. Like a lady Wookiee. Oh, I want to see yeah, Chewbacca with get, a bow, right? Uh, <laughs> right, just like a bow in her hair. She's like, oh. The prequels. <laughs> Any 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 bullshit you come up with that you uh-huh. wanna you go oh what about this we'll see the, in the prequels the, the subsequent movies will deliver it to you so we're gonna in... see Chewbacca fuck <laughs> yeah we were hoping for that yeah. <laughs> we also we need to see more people fuck so okay yeah, so we yes. thought in this we thought in this movie there was gonna be Yoda we thought there was gonna be yes, there was no um, Yoda fucking between two characters that possibly were siblings yes because we Luke thought we and, kind of know that and Leia are siblings. <laughs> Do you know it or, or not? We think we, think we, we know, know that. that. <laughs> what do you think you know? We, we think, think we that know that brother and sister. That they hook up and then find they out fuck. that they're siblings. That's like what we think is true. They are twin siblings. Oh shit, Whoa. they're twins? How do they not know they're... T- oh, if you get split up at birth. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're... Um, Very easy explanation. Yeah, they're the I was children, like, what? How? They're the children of Anakin Skywalker who yes. becomes Darth Vader. What? They were... Sp- yes. Oh, wait, 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 wait. That's too much information. <laughs> yeah, well, wait, you know wait. that Darth no, Vader no, is his know, father. We only you know, know that, Anakin... that. That's just because people say things. Yes. But I don't know how it came together. Mm. Right. Yes. I think we can't explore that further because we okay. need to be surprised. We have to have something cool happen yes. later or we're going to. And I'm already pretty confused. Yeah, Just yeah, by yeah. that statement. Well, and then the... Anakin is, he's played by Hayden Christensen in the prequels. He's played by Jake Lloyd in the first prequel, a oh. like an eight-year-old child. Oh, just then kidding. he's played by Hayden Christensen oh, okay, good. in the um, uh, next two. Oh, okay. Prequels. Okay, then at the at the end, I'm jumping around a little bit, but there was mm-hmm. that. They're like, this mission will take thirty minutes, and then it took it literally took a full 30, thirty minutes. minutes. It was so Wait, wild. they say that it'll take yes. 30 minutes. Oh, there's 30 minutes until they have a line of sight to destroy. Yeah, yeah. And it takes Yavin. a full 30 minutes. It's so bonkers. We just watched Wait. lasers shooting. How come lasers can't kill them more precisely? Yes. Why aren't the lasers precise? Like, it seems like the lasers are arbitrary until they decide, oh, this person must die. It's true. There, there, There is a, um, a sort of running joke that stormtroopers can't, hit anything. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Um, also, what's the point of their armor? Because as soon as you get hit with a laser, yeah, they die. Yeah, like, <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even think of that. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, what's the point? <laughs> You're just wearing all this heavy armor just to die? Yeah. I feel like one thing that I like about this culture is that even the biggest fans want to poke holes in it and like make fun of it. Like it feels like you're saying people just would comment on how they they, have, they can't hit anything. Right. Well, there's uh, certainly the definitely the first movie. There's there's there are campy elements to it. There are a lot of stilted performances. Mm-hmm. A lot of the like side actors that come up and are like, "Lord Vader, this yes, is happening perfect. over here," and they're I like love it. almost looking at the camera. And then <laughs> it's like it definitely has a sort of schlocky. Okay, here's a question. So when Ben slash Obi decides (laughs) to let Darth kill him, he like looks over and then is like, mmm, kill me. And then he go like he he disappears and he he looks at Luke and just Mm -hmm. like decides to 
be killed or what yeah. become um, become just like a voice. Because he talks to him later yes. and Luke would be like, I heard that. And like tap his head. <laughs> yeah, he literally tapped his helmet to be like, mm, I'm registering this voice. <laughs> um, but yeah. does he die or does he become like a part of the force? Yeah, he becomes one with the force. Essentially. Oh. That seems big for him. Yeah. <laughs> he loves the force. So like that must be great that he graduated to be the force. I think it is great. Yeah. Also, their fight sequence wasn't intense. No. It was like, do, do, no. do. And they do, even like do. would think sometimes, like, yeah. mm, <laughs> like. So you sort of have to look at these movies as like an evolution almost. Okay. Like, like the first movie is sort of like caveman, you mm-hmm. know, and then they sort of evolve to the point where in the prequels, Yoda is like leaping and spinning around and doing all <laughs> oh. these like. Oh, I can't it, wait know, for that. Gets, I can't wait for the little Yodi. It gets like too choreographed and intense and like. Uh-huh. I love the design. You know, this movie, the design is so cool. Well, it's very well done considering the time. Yeah, because like, that's the 70s, at, right? Yeah, like looking at the sets, I was pretty impressed by that. Like I can't think of other 70s movies that are fantastical in this way that I would have seen. Oh, well, 2001, but, I think, came out before this. Oh, okay. So yeah. it, it draws certainly from the, mm-hmm. the sort of stark white Kubrick aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like it, it's, 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 it's hard. It's a hard world to process because on the one hand, the design of the stormtroopers is so beautiful and the sort of like sheer white reflective angular quality mm-hmm. of it is beautiful to look at. But like I said, it's useless, you right. know? Yeah. Um, I spent hours in Barnes and Noble as a kid, like paging through because they used to have, they would come out with like books of the concept art. So much work went wow. into oh, wow. these movies, like concept art, model designs for aliens that never even made it into the movie, mm-hmm. um, landscape paintings of different planets and stuff. And it's beautiful. It's it's well, amazing. Yeah, we were thinking about that when we, in that bar scene with, mm-hmm. in the cantina with all of the aliens that like, how do you even tell someone what to yes. make for this scene? Like, they could look like anything and be anything, and there's only need to be they only need to be one of each one, yeah. and they can look completely different from each other, and we don't have to explain it. Yeah, so much work went into yeah. those aliens yeah, so for that one it was scene. Very yeah, Henson esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they yeah. Henson was. Henson, oh, did he do it all? Well, Yoda is. Um, <laughs> We're learning so much. Henson did a, a lot of the the puppeting. A lot of the wait, Yoda was a puppet. Yeah. Well, Yoda was not seen yet. We don't know how little he is. I didn't know Art. Uh, the Frank Oz does the voice. R two D two. We we learned a, a there was person a guy was in there. inside. There's a guy in there. Yeah, and it's like, well, why is he just a robot moving around? I really felt like that must be it must have been like one of the hardest jobs in the movie is squishing yes. into that little costume. Yes, that R two D two costume and just oh, yeah. like riding around just in the ride dark. around. And it was hot too. I mean, they shot a lot of that in Africa. Oh what? wow! I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That is wild. I think a lot of that, like desert the desert stuff. stuff. Yeah, I was very surprised by how dusty the um, the yeah, terrain was. was. I thought it was going to be more like a spaceship yes. throughout the whole thing, and then it made sense of Disneyland, where I have been, where they have the Star Wars thing, where it's very <laughs> dusty, and I was it, like, almost like Egyptian or something, and mm-hmm. I was confused by well, that. Now I know. It's now I know. in Africa. But I'm that's like so that's an interesting choice. Do you mm-hmm. know anything about like why that is? Or was it just to kind of give them different like I guess if Luke Skywalker is a desert farmer or whatever, that's well, moisture, moisture farmer. farmer, excuse me. I think another another incongruity in it is like every planet sort of 
has just one ecosystem. Yeah. You know, they, they, it's a lot of like, there's like the desert planet, the ice planet. And there were the, like the tree planet. planet. Yeah. 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 So that that's, that's another thing that's like, it's cool and gettable and simple mm-hmm. and it all looks great, but also... What planet would have just? I mean, obviously, there's planets that Ooh. there's inhospitable planets that. Speaking right. of planets, so Princess Leia had a whole planet blown up. Yeah, and we don't really talk about and it. Was again. that Earth? Yeah, no, was that it? was Alderaan. No. Oh, I mean, but it oh, looked like Alderaan. Earth. Earth. I, I don't think Earth. I think Exists. there's a different galaxy oh. altogether. So, so that was just to like throw them off the scent. She was like. Which one? I mean, did she want them to throw to blow that up, or was that an accident? No, that's where her that's her home planet. So oh, her shit. father so and mother, her her family was just killed. She had a very um, small reaction to that. She really did. A lot of the deaths are not met with the emotional <laughs> uh, reactions I need. Because I always yeah. thought that that was like like a trick. Like I thought she Same. pretended to make that one was important so that he would blow that one up. So wait, so her mother she, and her father her, died, but then isn't yeah. her dad? Darth Vader? So her adoptive She family. doesn't know that Darth is oh, her dad? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they want her to tell them the location of the rebel base, which mm-hmm. is actually on Yavin 4, as you know now that you've seen the movie. Yes, um, of course. Could have Yavin told you that. 4. Yeah. <laughs> but she tells them in that moment that it's on Dantooine, which actually is the location of an old rebel base that mm-hmm. has been abandoned at this point. Ah, um, <laughs> and I went to Dantooine uh, in that? the video game Knights of the what? Old Republic. Wait, what? What does that mean? What? Yeah, what did any of that sentence mean? There's a, there was a video game for Xbox uh, 360, I think, Knights of the Old Republic, which mm-hmm. is sort of a role-playing like Star Wars action game that takes place like hundreds or thousands of years earlier. And I, that's one of the places you go. It's Dantooine. There's like a Jedi temple there. Or something. Oh, that's wow. nice. Okay. Are the guys in the in the orange, are they Jedis? Yeah, what are those guys? Yeah, who are them? Are they on our they're, paper? They're rebel no, they're pilots. Not. You're talking about the pilots? The ones with the yellow So glasses. there's no Jedis. The, the, oh. the, the, Obi-Wan Kenobi is a Jedi. After the Clone Wars, Darth Vader and the Emperor uh, wiped out all the Jedis. Oh, so okay. Obi-Wan Kenobi... And Yoda are basically the last couple of mm-hmm. Jedi's. Darth Vader, and a Jedi is just like a master fighter who can do the Force. So there's the light side of the Force, <laughs> and there's the dark side of the Force. Yes, right. Uh-huh. Um, the Jedi are uh, are a religious order oh. devoted to the Force, who operate on the light side of the Force. They're like monks. Sort of, yeah, or like warrior monks, okay. um, like Buddhist warrior monks, almost. And uh, the Sith is an order devoted to the dark side of the Force. Mm-hmm. So the Emperor and Darth Vader are are Sith lords. I've heard of that. Okay, from later stuff, right? Yeah, Sith I've heard of, plays a role. Well, there's like, the Revenge of the Sith. Nope. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, like right? That, right. Revenge right. of the Sith. Well, as I just mentioned, the Emperor and Darth <laughs> Vader are both Sith lords. Yeah, right, so, so we they know, that, but role. they don't say Sith in this movie. No, I don't think so. No. Like that's that's one of the things that is kind of hard about it because you know all these things, these right. catchphrases, but they don't really mm-hmm. come into play until later. Like I didn't know I could I I, I can imagine it's very confusing for you guys so to come in confusing at this angle to this <laughs> movie having a sort of jumble of cultural <laughs> things in your head. Yeah, uh, we have like thirty plus years of I mean you guys can't random actually random things being said. Yeah. Like, mm, yes, yeah, yeah. Obi-Wan. Got it. You guys can't actually watch these movies with 
virgin eyes. It's going to be like sifting through expectations and weird stuff and Mm -hmm. trying to like push it all out of the way just to accept the sequence of events that they're showing you as they're showing it Mm -hmm. to you. Now, in my mind, The Empire Strikes Back is the movie. Is that how people would say? Because to me, that's, I think, maybe the one that I saw when I was a kid. I've seen one that has Mm -hmm. Ewoks in it. That's the that has third one, Return oh, of the Jedi. Oh, okay, it's Return of a Jedi. The Ewoks, yeah. the little, oh, okay. they look like little bears. They're very yes. cute. But that's the only one I've seen then. But I feel like from going to Disneyland and, and just osmosis, like that the Empire Strikes Back, like Yoda coming into play is like the one everyone cares about. Is that? Empire Strikes Back is the sort of darkest, most angsty one of the original mm. trilogy. It's the sort of weightiest one. I also like Return of the Jedi a lot, even though it gets criticized for being almost too childish, like the Ewoks oh, okay. and stuff. Uh. People say like, oh, it's it's like babyish. They're pandering to children. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that was I my was like, favorite. It never actually bothered me. Which one I, is your favorite? Yeah, which one is your favorite? Out of all nine films. Empire Strikes Back, I guess, is probably my favorite, although I Return of the Jedi also I love... And it's it's sort of like feelings, like I said, I don't know. It's not it's not a critical evaluation. It's more just like there's parts of both movies that like give me that feeling, and there, and and a new hope too. That like it's just like oh, I'm like here. I'm yeah, here, like, that's it's nice. The that's home. cute. It's the, yeah, it um, is really nice to is. hear this version compared to our like. Oh my god, this is so boring. Yes, because it ha- obviously it means something to. To a lot of millions people, millions of people, yeah. and you're right though. Like coming in and trying to look at it from fresh eyes mm-hmm. is basically impossible because we have so many preconceived notions yes. and like th- that just thoughts and about it. so many questions. Because you're like, well, I heard about this. When does this happen? Right? Because we have, like we were waiting doing for Yoda you. the whole time, yes. and then we were like, okay, about an hour and a half, and I don't think well, he's nobody, coming. Nobody, <laughs> nobody's gonna talk to Yoda. And a new hope does suffer from. Pilot syndrome a little bit where there's yeah, so much to that cleanly they have to bring introduce you up to speed a bunch on. of information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many, I mean, you don't meet Luke Skywalker until like 20 minutes yeah. in, maybe, you know. Well, you that's because we spent a lot of time on <laughs> our little telephone friends. <laughs> oh, um, I maintain the movie should start with the long playing message of Princess Leia, and then they go find. Uh, Han Solo, and then they go find her. Yeah, it seems I like it should I start I didn't need when, any of that backstory. I think when, when... You're looking at me funny. You don't think I'm wrong. When Luke's aunt and uncle are killed and Obi-Wan oh, talks yes, to him, yes, I yes, think yes. is like okay. where that should begin. I think, well, you, you have... Because you're not telling the story of a person. You're telling the story... With, with something like this, you're telling the story of... A world uh, of a whole. That setting. is a really interesting point because I feel like in All my right. mind Luke Skywalker is the main guy, yes. but like, and it's but about there is him. No and he main becomes guy. the main. No. Guy. He becomes the main. Yeah, but protagonist. You're, but you're right that like it, it the that mm-hmm. movie is more about just everything, not really just about him. It's not his story. Well, also when you're introducing an entire alien world to an audience, you have mm. to sort of. I, I think it is good to bring them up to speed nowadays. Sci-fi movies come out, and even the Marvel movies and stuff. And there's a lot of I I think they're made with the 
with a sort of shorthand of like, they get it, they get it. We don't need mm-hmm. to like yeah. introduce a whole world to them because they get alien world or superhero world or whatever. So let's just do the characters and whatever. But actually, mm-hmm. I think making people fall in love with the world is is crucial, is a reason for Star Wars success. Mm-hmm. And I can't totally pinpoint Star Wars success because there are a lot of things that are clunky about it. And, you know, people didn't love it right off the bat. I mean, a lot of people did, but it wasn't like a foregone conclusion that it was going to be a decades-long cultural Mm -hmm, phenomenon. mm -hmm. Um, I think it just hit some magical, you know, golden mean of fun characters, fun world good actors, you know, and and cultural readiness for it and a sort of like hit a pocket of sort of escapism that that people liked but yeah, I don't think there's one thing that that makes sense to me of why it's the phenomenon that it yeah. is. I will say it is really nice to hear you talk about it, and it makes me a little bit more excited to watch me the next too, one. Good. I was like, okay. We were kind of nervous right after this ended. We were yes. like, oh no, we have like, to watch so many, so many more, more hours and we of got this. scared. And this it actually gets makes me feel a little like hopeful and yes. also a little more open minded about how my friends view yes. it. And like, okay, this is like <laughs> this is a nice. The next memory. two are fun. The next two are okay. good. Okay. After that, you're All gonna right. be like, uh, well, maybe maybe it'll. The 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 pacing of it may be more friendly. But yeah, well, that's what we were thinking. We were thinking as it gets like to the much later movies that yes. they might just move really quickly in a way that is easier mm-hmm. for us. easier to consume. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 prequels are almost impenetrable. Like if you if you if you're wondering what's going on now, like yeah. I watched the prequels being fully invested in this universe. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I could still sit down and explain to you what is going on globally. Oh, wow. wow, no. So that's, that'll okay. be fun. <laughs> Can't um, wait to get into those ones. Oh, but you mentioned earlier the uh, the the edits, the... The, the slow fades, the yeah. cross fades. Yeah, like the dissolves. I believe they're called yes. wipes. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's funny that you look at that, because it is cheesy, but I see those, like something about the... The, the like, the sort of misty. It's not misty, but it's like unfocused, yeah, fuzzy line as it wipes across mm-hmm. the screen. Even that, I'm like, oh, that's. <laughs> it's a design choice that is cheesy, but it works. Like it, yeah. that gives me that feeling with the tinkling sort of incidental yeah. score music mm-hmm. and the wipe. Like even that gets me. And that they makes have, sense. I mean, it kind of reminds me of like '70s TV a little yeah. bit. Like just that. Comforting of the era. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off though. Well, in the video games that they come out with now, they've maintained, like between loading screens, they still build those wipes into it. I like that. That is cute. It is nice to like respect and revere the things that might have been cheesy about it Mm -hmm. too. And they're like, we still like that. I like that. I mean, I mean, I don't want you guys are under no obligation to like love these movies. Thank you. you. Know, Thank you, you should, so much. Thank you should you. experience them however is yeah. right for you. And, you know. Darth Vader, currently, because we just finished this movie, so he's currently just floating around in space? Yeah, what happened at the end of that? He was in that battle, and then it seemed like 
he didn't seem to win the battle because no, they got knighted they at the end the or whatever. No, because they destroyed the Death Star. And then he was like floating around in the thing. Yeah, right. so Darth Vader's just Is floating in space okay? currently. I think he's okay, yeah. Well, well he, he, he's going to he come gets back. Away. So they made the movie, you know, I think they hedged their bets and sort of like, we want to make more than one, but maybe we're only making one, mm-hmm. so it's got to have a satisfying ending, but we have to leave threads to, yeah. mm-hmm. to play through more movies. So, yeah, he's okay. You know, he's 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 hurt in that he was bested in mm-hmm. this battle and he wasn't able to achieve his goals, but he's still I'm just like, how alive. is he going to get out of that little spaceship? Well, he'll fly it somewhere. <laughs> That's another... I'm really... I'm, like, concerned. Another <laughs> another difficult thing, like, something like Lord of the Rings yeah. is mm-hmm. truly, like, a journey. Like, it's a physical journey where they have to cross many miles to get where they're going. To get a and ring. it's arduous. Well, no, they they have the ring. They have to. Oh. <laughs> Don't even open that can of worms because I haven't really seen that either, and I'm I've not. never seen it. No, no, no. But it's a physical journey, so there's like a, a journey takes a toll on <laughs> they you. Have the you know? <laughs> they have the ring. I thought they were going to go get it. it. Star Wars is similarly a journey, but you can you just go anywhere. Mm. You just go like mm-hmm. I'm in a spaceship and then I'm there. So okay. that's a weird element that is lacking from Star Wars where you don't have you're on a journey but it's not a f- physical journey in the sense of like you don't you can just be at your destinations one right. after the okay. other so that that is a strange element that so I, I gotta start this next movie by being like Darth is where he is and that's okay yeah a little bit of okay. time has passed and and yeah so gambling do you have any like last thoughts about how we should go about watching the rest of these movies? Well, I don't know. If you're interested in them, that would be nice for you. <laughs> we, <But>. we honestly <laughs> hope that we become yes. more interested. I think something I was possibly considering is like, maybe we watch, when we watch the next movie, we then like Google a little more about it so we can learn so, something. yes, I think that would probably be very smart. After. Really after. After, yeah. yeah. Or should it, we do it before? Well, no, I, I was going to say, I think you should try to recognize that everything that you have in your mind about these movies is, you know, going to set an expectation mm-hmm. that is just either going to be confusing or disappointing or whatever. Yeah. I would really try to watch them as as someone would have watched them. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you guys have, a, you know, a, a rare cultural gift <laughs> of, of being able to see something for the first yeah. time. Yeah. All right. Um, try to pretend it's 1981 and, re, you That's know, what we should do. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back just came out. I put a scrunchie all in you my know, yeah. Slip on my Reeboks. <laughs> all you know put is on your the, Barbie pajamas. I think that was a little later in the 80s, but... Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All you saw, you know, all anybody saw is is the first movie, mm-hmm. and now you're seeing the second movie. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming <laughs> on. <laughs> thank you for Me having me. More I'm honored appealing. to. Do you have anything you want to promote? Yeah. Oh no. What about your Twitter and Instagram? Yeah. Oh, I'm not Tell on the people. But I, wow. My Twitter is at Gemberlicking. Good for you not yeah. being on Instagram. I just that have no nice. desire to post pictures of anything. I, I don't. Sure. It's not. How does I, it feel? <laughs> I feel Are you free. I feel the idea of posting pictures like makes me anxious. So it's not. Yeah. Are you on Facebook? I, would, I am on Facebook. I, mm. I see. I gave up Zuckerberg. Facebook. Are you on Facebook? No, I can't. <laughs> I'm not on Facebook. I hated everything I saw on there. It, yeah. it bummed me it's out. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah. Okay, well, please <laughs> review this podcast yes. on, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If, especially review it if you enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, if you don't like it, you know. Give us a, give us a second. Because here's the yes. thing. We are new to this. Yes. And if you're like a super fan, because this is my fear with doing this podcast, mm-hmm. is that there are going to be super Star Wars fans who, who hate how we're talking yes. about this. And I really want you to go on this journey with us because mm-hmm. we're going to learn. We, we're going to have guests on who know about this. Yes. And they're going to help gonna us. we're going to learn. We're going to learn. And we're open. We're open. Yes, we're very open. And I yeah. will say this. I liked a lot of the action sequences. I felt like the things in between, I was like, I want to kill myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, maybe now that I know more about the world, I'll go into it really enjoying the second one. Yeah. I'm actually kind of excited to watch the second not, one I'm now. I'm not dreading it. I was, Me I was dreading watching the first one. Yes. And it was boring. But I feel excited about watching the second same. one. Same. Okay, good, good. We're on the so, same page. Okay, guys. You got to listen to the next episode because we're going to be happier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm and excited follow, for you guys. Please. Oh, my God. Follow both of us. I'm at yes. Lauren Lapkus on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Nicole Byer at, on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. So um, mm-hmm. we love you guys so much. Yes. <laughs> yes, we love you. See you next time. Bye-bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.